0: Hi, welcome back to The Clinical Spiritualist. My name is Morgan Thomas, she, her, and I'm a queer therapist and coach. I'm passionate about uplifting the LGBTQ plus community through client-centered care. And I'm also a spiritual practitioner who specializes in tarot. During the pandemic, I embarked on a spiritual journey that led me into questioning everything about myself and my life. I came out as bisexual, left religion, began reading tarot, and started my own business. I'm passionate about sharing honest stories in hopes of bringing healing, curiosity, and new insights into your world. As always, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, Chloe. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's start with your name, your pronouns, and a little bit about you and/or your business held by Chloe.
1: Yeah, so I'm Chloe Hundley. Um, my pronouns are she/her, and I'm in Bloomington, Indiana.
0: Cool.
1: And I am a queer female. Grew up in the Midwest. Um, I have ADHD, mm-hmm. and those are things that are really important to me that influence my business and how I hold space. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been a massage therapist, started my training, um, back in 2017 and have really evolved a lot throughout my career. Um, but I created my business just over a year ago. Um, when it, yeah, went into private practice full time for the first time, And it was big. And the intention behind creating my own business was because I really wanted to have intentionality behind all aspects of my business. And the main things being holding a trauma-informed space that prioritizes LGBTQ community members, Mm -hmm. um, and then operating on a sliding scale with justice pricing. So those are two super important pieces that led me to. Starting my own business and yeah. it's been yeah it's been a
0: big big year. <laughs> Congrats! Thanks. That is. I think for our one year just overlaps. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine was in July, so I'm like a year and two months in now. Mm-hmm. A awesome. year feels like so long for me. Well, it it feels both really long and really short. I'm like oh, like we like. All this has happened in one year, like imagine it like two, three, blah, blah blah. Um, how do you feel about like one year? Was it really slow? Did it like fly by a mixture of both? Both
1: totally. Um, so much happened, and also, yeah,
0: wow, it was only a year,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, totally. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, yeah. Today, we're going to talk about trauma informed body work if there's a different way. Other ways that you can say that, um, let me know. But what is being a trauma-informed massage therapist or body worker? Um, Yeah, what is that?
1: Yeah, so lately I've been leading into, there are two pieces here um, that are at play. And so I use the term body worker because it's more all-encompassing. And at this point, what I do just only slightly um, incorporates traditional massage. Um, so body work is more of an all encompassing term, but with trauma informed, we have trauma informed care and body work that is trauma informed at its core. So something that I've really recently realized the trauma informed body work piece Mm -hmm. is something that is so hard to find. Um, so with trauma informed care, We're holding space that um, honors the person's humanity and operating in a way that supports them. So lots of consent, collaboration, establishing, building trust, those kinds of things. And then trauma-informed body work is continuing to hold those pillars in the way that we are communicating with the body um, with our hands in nonverbal ways.
0: Mm. So both, mm-hmm. a, a verbal and nonverbal, there's like a emphasis on both. Very, like mm-hmm. both are very important.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's kind of a hard thing to talk about <clears throat> just because touch, I'm someone who touches for a living and so much of the communication that happens with people is via touch and maybe with their subconscious, <clears throat> um, And so being able to understand the language of the body and communicate with the body in a way that the body understands that allows the body and the person existing in the body to feel safe. Mm -hmm. It's just a really interesting communication, essentially. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I This may just be my perception since you're in, you know, saturated within your own field. Um, I, it feels as though your business is is quite unique. I really don't think I've come across a lot of body workers who put this emphasis on, you know, we can all say trauma-informed, but I, not that I've had a session with you, which I hope to, we'll do that later. But I, I really feel like from your, your content that you put out, that y- you put this Really big emphasis on truly being trauma informed and providing trauma informed care. Is that unique in your field, or do you feel like it's becoming more common? Disappointingly
1: unique is what I'll I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I really built the business that I wanted to be held in. Um, I do you mind if I share a bit of kind of my backstory with? I would love that. I would love that. Cool. I started experiencing chronic pain in middle school. So um, I have an extra lumbar vertebrae. So there's just inevitable pressure on my spine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so finding care when I was young, I was super grateful to try different things, but I had really negative experiences with massage. And now knowing what I know, I was totally um, in a trauma response on the table. Um, Just because... It just, the way that they were touching me wasn't inherently bad, but I didn't feel like I could use my voice or like I could really be in my body comfortably. Like it was just painful. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of stigma around massage and lack of understanding for when people come in and try something new for the first time. And if someone's experiencing chronic pain um, or any other. Thing that they're seeking care for, it can be so scary, and it can be hard to know what to do or how to move about about that. And so, the first time that I found someone that worked with my body in a way that just felt good, yeah. it really impacted me. And I'll say her name a million times. Carrie Fur mm-hmm. is in Columbus, Indiana. She's a massage therapist, but she works super slowly mm-hmm. and in attunement with your body's pace. And that's my perception of the experience. And so I've tried out a lot of different massage therapists and it's been really hard yeah. to find care that feels like they're listening with their, with their hands. And oftentimes I notice a disconnect, um, with massage therapists and, in receiving care just with either, I don't know. It's just so hard. Massage therapists just became licensed this year. And before that, it was optional certification. Really? So that's a huge, wild thing that most people don't know. Um, wow. So just education and understanding um, the body period. And then that nervous system competency is really lacking in our initial education. So yeah, what I um, have been studying under Edward Olm, science of touch is his IG handle. Cool. Um, but he really centers in on trauma informed body, body work, that can um, communicate. And so his approach is called neurobehavioral reflex therapy Mm -hmm. which is what I've been training in um, since early 2021 and then I just had my um, in-person training with him in July and I received care from him which was incredible and I've never felt so deeply listened to in a somatic way if that makes sense
0: that makes total sense yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've I've received a, a lot of massages in my life. Um, I've never had a negative experience. I would call it, but kind of what you were speaking to. I have noticed as I've become older and more um, a more a bigger advocate for myself or more attuned with my body. I'm like I notice when I start to get in fight or flight because the pain has <clears throat> reached a level that is not okay with me. And I something that I want to talk about is not just with body workers, but with any sort of professional, I feel like nine times out of 10 clients are walking in and well, obviously there's always a power dynamic because there's the professional and then there's the client. So inherently like we have to work with that. Um, But I feel like so, so many of us are conditioned to trust professionals, trust the people who are providing the service. And it's hard to navigate and speak up for, especially when people have trauma if something hurts, if some, if the pressure is too much, if we're simply uncomfortable and having um, a response to not necessarily what they're doing, but what they're doing is reminding us of something. Um, can mm-hmm. you speak to that power <clears> dynamic <throat> and the importance of trust and consent as a body worker?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, that's a huge, huge piece in any aspect of care. And there's so many things that we can do to work with that, mm-hmm. um, knowing that that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I—it's the small things, right? All those small things really do mm-hmm. add up, and especially considering if someone is—I mean, just getting naked is vulnerable, and that's yep. a—that's a real thing, and. So being able to have like a good conversation before anything has happened is happening is so important. So offering up some options instead of just saying you can just just tell me if this is happening or tell me if you're uncomfortable. it's really hard. We've been conditioned to not speak up when we're not comfortable right so right. saying um, there may be moments where things might feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. There might be some discomfort, mm-hmm. but it should not be painful. And so before you even reach the edge, when you start to feel discomfort, I would le- I want to know so that we can make sure not to reach that point. Mm-hmm. And if it feels hard to use your voice, you can raise your hand or um, we mm-hmm. can come up with something specific to signal to me so I can know to check in. Yeah, Sometimes Yeah. Something else that, so I always prioritize super long initial consultations so that we can just have all the conversations about these things. Um, And some people, well, I like to say we can either, you can lead and you can just speak up as you want, or I can lead and I will check in at these certain times, or we can be more cohesive. Um, But what would feel supportive to you and so, throwing out options that they can consider,
0: um, yeah, things like that. Does that make sense? Yes, this makes total sense. And honestly, I, I don't, I don't know what the feeling is that I'm feeling right now, but it just, I think that's, for lack of better words, like that's just so neat. That's so powerful. That's so important. That you know, this conversation that you're having with clients, and I'm sure, I'm sure you know this, like that could be the first time someone's hearing like this, not just like blanket statement consent, but like this really detailed thorough, like I'm following you, like whatever you need. I like, we can work together. We're a team here. And honestly, it's reminding me a lot of like a lot of set about a lot about sex, kind of like this, like very thorough conversations that you're having before, you know, not everyone does, but that's kind of the goal of here's what, here's my safe word. Like, here's what I'm okay with. Here is my boundaries. Like, here's a communication that we can have. Um, which I think is just, it's just really neat. Yeah. Yeah, And
1: thank you. Even with that, um, I have had clients, ask for specifics, which I love when that happens. Um, and so intake is an ongoing process and can happen Mm -hmm. throughout all sessions. But one person, um, said to me, will you ask explicitly for consent to touch my body before we begin? And that was amazing that that person could speak up for that. So before we begin every session, I ask, may I touch your body? Yes. And then we begin and that allows for them
0: to access their, their choice. Yes. Yeah. That like gave me full body chills. That is just, that is just so cool. It's, it's not even the touch that is healing. It's the relationship that you're providing. Oh, it's, it's just, it's very, it's very, very cool. I'm, I'm like, I love this conversation so far.
1: Um,
0: Let's talk a little bit about the nervous system. We don't have to get too detailed. We, we for sure can wherever you want to go. Um, but how is this related to massage? What's it, how does it related to trauma-informed body work, et cetera?
1: Yeah. Well, I have multiple threads going of where we could go with this. Um, um, would you like for me to talk more broadly around massage or more specific to what I do? More specific to what you do. Okay. Um, yeah. So what, so the nervous system is a hundred percent centered in the work that I do. Um, and so this is different from other modalities because oftentimes while massage looks at working on muscles and fascia as the path towards pain relief, um, and feeling better. And my approach goes back a little bit and says, Hey, our nervous system is our body's electricity. Why are we going to just work in the dark? So instead of like really getting into soft tissue, we are taking a step back and listening to the nervous system. So in understanding how the nervous system works, we can better understand why and what is happening in the body what pain patterns are mm-hmm. happening and what they may be stemming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, taking it a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. I could get real deep on this, but mm-hmm. essentially, our bodies are hardwired to protect ourselves. Right. And reflexes are how we take in information about the world around us. So, all sensory information is taken in by reflexes. Some of them are super natural, like we're born with it, like vision, being able to see that's a reflex, but it doesn't take conscious effort. Reflexes are there to conserve and save our energy. So when we think about our full life of experiences, those have impacted us. Um, and so anyway, we have our own memory bank that subconscious that helps us determine what is safe or not in any environment. And so those reflexes that are just, they just happen before we have conscious thought can, um, it's, it's short circuiting because yeah. it, our brain is telling us that there's something wrong, even if we are safe. So that's oh, yeah. traumatic state. So yeah. we're able to work with trauma as a state change in the body. Um, instead of trauma as a story. So, um, yeah. So nervous system centered body work allows to provide, offer new information for the brain to consider, um, to get us out of that protective state when that protection is no longer needed.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've noticed in a recent massage that I was in my brain, there was a certain position that they were doing In my brain, I was like, like, this feels good. I'm safe. And, but my body was like pushing back on them. Like, no, we're not Mm -hmm. doing this. And then finally, I don't, it wasn't even like a conscious thing. Finally, like, like I, I released my body Mm release and she was like, there you go. And I was like, I didn't even like realize my body was like fighting them.
1: Yeah. Yes. And if you think about in different parts of our lives, when there's that resistance that your conscious brain is like, I, this is good and I want this, but your body is telling you otherwise, it can be hard and frustrating not to be able to access that piece to shift. Mm -hmm. And so with the specific kind of body work that I do reflex therapy, Mm -hmm. um, we're able to kind of shift those interceptive conversations just through the body. So wow. it's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of like a renegotiation, just like kind of what you experienced of I'm safe. I'm not safe. I'm safe.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so this isn't, this is through just through your body. You're not having an explicit conversation. Like, wow. Uh-huh. This, And then I would assume that your body, if you come in for the next session, your body has kind of adjusted or Mm -hmm. would would that be a a word to describe it? Yeah, I feel like
1: it's so, um, it's so different because everybody's experience is different Mm -hmm. and what they may have experienced on the table may be different. But um, in general, building that therapeutic relationship and after you have an experience once, it allows you to feel more safe and ready for the next one and it builds on top of each other. Um and so that slow, slow therapeutic work allowing you to um just move through these things. What's so cool about it is it can affect you in such a vast a vast range of ways, like mm-hmm. chronic pain. May shift. You may not be feeling pain in a certain area anymore, or you feel more creative and you feel more in tune with yourself. There may be more of a, a sense of self trust and safety within your own body, or feeling like you can move out of activated states better. That regulation is a little more accessible. Um, yeah, it feels to me like working with our nervous system directly is the most direct way to move through um the changes that we want to make Mm -hmm. um in terms of like the body work field
0: yeah yeah I see you post a lot and sort of like your mission um you have a very big boundary I've noticed um which I think is really neat about like you are I don't anti-pain you you don't like it I've heard you or seen you say multiple times, like if you're looking for that deep tissue pain, I may not be the practitioner for you. Um, tell mm. me more about, if you feel comfortable, um, this sort of boundary of like, I'm not going to put you in pain. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, and there's so much nuance to this conversation because I know a lot of body workers are very passionate about Mm -hmm. deep tissue work and a lot of people receiving body work say, I need the deep tissue. And so I don't want to take away those experiences, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think that as a culture, Mm -hmm. we really, really, really move in the no pain, no gain. It needs to, you need to suffer through to get to the other side. And there's just Uh a narrative of, having to do the hard stuff the painful stuff to be better but i don't think that that makes sense um it's something that i've struggled to make sense of <laughs> um and yeah if we're just overriding what your nervous system is saying to you i don't know how that can be productive in Ooh. changing your pain experience
0: you know absolutely
1: yeah, yeah. and no. Yeah. yeah, well, if we're thinking about what's happening in the body, you know, if there's a chronic pain experience happening, you're it's it's happening in the nervous system, especially especially in chronic situations. Like my wrist is sore and it's been it's been hurting and it's been in pain constantly. I feel like I can't move it very well. This is just an example. Yep. Um, and I just don't know what to do, and so I'm going to go and just really power through and 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 just receive painful work and it's not getting better. So often people um with chronic pain continue to get that deep work but they're not actually able to shift. They have that short-term relief, but the long-term shifts aren't happening. And so I experienced that. I worked at a sports clinic and chiropractic office mm-hmm. when I was first licensed or certified at the time. And everyone wanted deep work and I bypassed what I knew to give people what they wanted. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yep. People, please. And, <laughs> and then, Yeah. Yeah. Hard. It was hard, but people loved it. It felt yeah. good at the time, had a little bit of relief, but people weren't moving out of that chronic, chronic space. And I'm, I'm noticing people moving out of their chronic experiences with this shift in approach so yeah. yeah also i think that a lot of people think that it's what they're supposed to want um like i'm supposed to go get the deep work because that will be the most effective
0: I love that you brought up this cultural narrative that we have like no pain, no gain, how we just like, even if you're body sore, you've had a tough day at work, like you gotta go hit the gym because like that's proves that you're worth it and that (laughs) you're you're doing the work. And actually you're like rewind if we're negating our needs of maybe doing light yoga, maybe doing nothing, this, you know, it's a different lane, then we're actually, (laughs) what I hear is like, we're denying our needs which is a different honestly mental health spiritual sort of lane as well like your body's like hey you're not listening to me your mind's like hey again you're not listening to me and we're just like overriding kind of like our intuition or just like our body needs um and I like it makes sense why you did that deep work because that's what everyone wanted and that's the norm and it's got to be really hard as a practitioner being kind of like I've experienced this kind of like the some problem do you ever let me ask you and not put an assumption do you ever feel kind of like lone wolf like uh not everyone is reflecting back your values and it's kind of hard to I don't know stand on your own a little bit in your field yeah I can I feel that way
1: sometimes with other practitioners and with clients. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and with clients, it's just another, you know, time to have more conversation. Um, but if people are coming, coming to you, it's just that, that delicate balance that people are coming to you because they are interested in what you're offering. And so putting with massage specifically, it's hard to put that boundary around what you offer because in general, I feel like people have a preconceived idea of what massage is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having the conversation of why I don't do this, this, or this, but I do this, this, and this instead, mm-hmm. and they get to choose if they want to participate in that, try it or not. Um, oh, yeah. And... On the other hand, with other practitioners, it's hard to find people um, to receive care from. (laughs) Ah. Um, And I do have a few people that I trade with. um, But it's just, yeah, it feels kind of lonely. Um, What I'm trained in, that my work is centered in, there's probably less than 20 of us that have been officially like fully trained, it's very new. Um, there were twelve of us that are in-person training, so it feels very small, like the beginning of something, like a huge shift that's going to be entering into the bodywork world.
0: Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What would you say to a client or someone who's wanting to receive bodywork from somebody? um when they are feeling uncomfortable or experiencing pain um because really in my experience you sign up for the massage you go in they're like what you know what's going on for me it's always like i got pain and stress in my neck and then it's you know get undressed start the massage which is is fine um it it has worked for me um but i can't imagine that it works for everyone so what would you say to Oh, you can hear my cat. <laughs> well, what would you say to a client who is needing more or needing less or just needs to advocate for themselves?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. well, I think there are a couple of things that you could do um if you're reaching out to like a solo practitioner or someone in a smaller mm-hmm. um like wellness space, mm-hmm. even just sending an email saying, um, just expressing, and that can feel vulnerable in itself. So of course, you know, you don't have to do that, but just saying, I would love um, extra time to chat before. Um, you could say, I've experienced, I I've, I've felt rushed in those situations before, and I would like to make sure that we have time to talk. Um, I would maybe just make sure you read their website and read about them um, and see if they resonate with what you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't have to be trauma informed to provide good care. Mm-hmm. Um, accessibility to trauma informed education can, can be hard. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of well intentioned practitioners that are not trauma informed. So just yeah. saying if they vibe with what you're looking for you could even ask to chat beforehand um and then taking a second to think about what they're afraid of specifically um and kind of being with that maybe writing writing it out for themselves to think about so that you Ah. can present that to the the person in person um or not whatever Mm -hmm. feels good and then Whatever you're afraid of, maybe just being able to communicate to that to the therapist, um, so that they can know that, and then you can decide if it felt like a good fit or not. Something that's hard is you have to try out a few, probably before you find the right fit.
0: Yeah, that reminds yeah. me a lot of what I what I tell people when they're like, "How do I find a therapist?" I'm like, treat it like you're dating. You get to interview interview them. You get to ask them questions. You get to say, Hey, I don't want to come back. Hey, Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about this? Like, are you comfortable with this part about me? Or like, what's your political stance? Like I tell people all the time, they get to like, obviously be kind, but they get to ask really a lot of questions because that's time, Mm -hmm. money, and uh, beside time and money, it's, it's your vulnerability. It's your, emotions it's your um yeah going into any sort of like practitioner one-on-one work so I like that Mm -hmm. you said that of like writing out your needs like really kind of sitting with yourself and like your your guidelines or your boundaries um before and not everyone Mm -hmm. is going to be able to provide you with that and I like that you said like not everyone has to be trauma-informed to be you know well-intentioned practitioner I think that's that's a very um, important point that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I
1: share another thought? Share it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, did I just lose it? Well, I was politely asking. (laughs) I I may have lost my my thought. That's That's okay. okay. (laughs)
0: Um, As we've talked today, is there anything else that you would like listeners to know or... Anything else you would like to share about this conversation? Yeah,
1: well, I guess something to think about if someone's seeking care, um, holding space for yourself and maybe not being um, attached to how you get to your goals. So maybe thinking about what, why are you looking for a massage therapist or body worker? Um, what are you wanting to achieve? And then maybe being a little more loose with how you achieve that. So whether that be like, maybe you have it in your head that you have to get deep tissue work to be able to get pain relief, but maybe instead of finding a deep tissue practitioner practitioner, you're finding a therapist that resonates with you on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, and Knowing what your goals are, and then looking to the practitioner for where their skill set can support you in getting there. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yep. Yeah. And for me, my bodywork approach is super centered and just deep listening um, mm-hmm. because I believe that your body holds everything that it needs to heal, and I'm just helping facilitate the process. So in knowing that, not seeking out a body worker or a massage therapist to heal you or to make you better, but knowing that you have that in yourself, in your body, and that you're just looking for someone to support you in that process. Mm. I
0: like that I like that. Yeah. What I heard was like be open and curious and like you could surprise yourself about what you think that you're looking for versus what it is you try. And, um, that could surprise you. It could not, you could be right that you need deep, deep tissue. Right. Um, yeah. but remain open to the possibilities.
1: Yeah. And then you get to decide if you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know how can listeners um, follow you and support you and or work with you. Yeah, so I'm actually getting ready to open up
1: for more one-on-one clients. My books have been closed for a while, mm-hmm. um, and so I'll have a little wait list. So if you're in Indiana, I would love to work with you. Um, my Instagram is held by Chloe, and you can follow me there. Um, I am. Brainstorming some different workshops and classes for practitioners, body workers, basically anybody who holds space. Um, lots of things loose in the air, but I'm excited to offer some new stuff. So if you follow me, you'll find all that info as it comes.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and um, sharing with us all of your all of your knowledge and your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.